hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. That's right, Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name's Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com and joining me each and every week on this weekly dose of technology news and information is Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Excellent, mate. Stacks to talk about tonight. Uh, it's been a very interesting week in technology, so we'll get cracking at it straight away without any further ado. <laughs> A week is a very long time in business. A week is a very long time in technology. A week is a very long time when you're HP. It was only this time last week when we recorded episode 25 that we were talking about the HP touchpad because we'd have it, had a play with it. It was now available. Days later, it was uh, announced from HP that they were working on some big software acquisition in, in the UK. They were going to discontinue the touchpad. They were likely going to continue supporting the WebOS in some form, but they were also likely to spin off and sell off their computer division. What an amazing week. It was a, it was quite a shock announcement, Trevor. It was particularly embarrassing for HP Australia because it was literally days since the launch of the touchpad. I think uh, August the 15th, 15th, I think it came mm. out. And then four days later, this shock announcement comes through. Now, it came out in the U.S., in June, so it wasn't so bad. But I was in the US late last week when the announcement happened, and they're still running a saturation campaign for the touchpad. I think Russell Brand, the comedian uh, and actor, is the is the face of the product, hmm. uh, and still saturating TV coverage advertising the product, which is now it's a dead gadget walking. Well, I, I was in I was in Melbourne, and I flew back into Sydney, and there's billboards at Melbourne Airport, Sydney Airport. There's billboards all the way along the Pacific Highway in Sydney. There's billboards everywhere for this thing works like nothing else. Well, couldn't it be any worse for them right now? And you're right. I think it's real. I, I feel for the guys and girls at HP Australia because they've put a lot of effort into this and they didn't know it was coming, obviously. Um, and it, Look, it's interesting because then what happened on the weekend was there was all this talk last week about the fact that Best Buy in America were, you know, had hundreds of thousands of them. They wanted, wanted to send them back and they were very unhappy. That led to the question, how, how happy is Jerry Harvey? It's ter- it turns out that he he sold something like twelve hundred in in Australia. I speculated there w- there would have been between five and ten thousand in the country, and then in in America on the weekend there was a basically a fire sale ninety nine dollars yeah. for the sixteen gig and one hundred and fifty for the for the thirty two gig. And we were talking on the weekend on Twitter, uh, uh, and you're Stephen Fennick on Twitter. I'm Trevor Long on Twitter. It's very easy to follow us. But there was a lot of talk in tech circles about whether or not that would happen here. And I'll yeah. be honest, I speculated that. Harvey Norman would get the fire sale, but Harvey Norman would sell them for like $150 and $200, $200 because I thought Jerry would want to get a cut. Well, didn't wasn't I blown away on Tuesday? I was actually on air on 2UE in Sydney talking to Michael Smith about just general technology, and I said, I actually said at about 15 past 2, because I'd been on hold, that I thought that the, this sale would happen. Well, didn't, no sooner had I walked out of the studio and looked at Twitter, and the thing was going crazy, because 10 minutes earlier... Harvey Norman had announced $98 for the 16 gig, 148 for the 32, and they were all sold out within an hour. 
Absolutely, yeah. That was a fire sale like we've never seen. Uh, and and the thing is, though, Trevor, is that I think it's we we did mention the price of this product. Forget the fact that they've decided to cut their losses and get rid of the thing, but. I I liked the product. I thought it was okay. In fact, I thought it was a, a lot better than a lot of other Android tablets out there. So I went looking for one price, for ninety nine dollars. What what a bargain! Absolutely. I think that this is a tablet that people can still use. Obviously, won't be too many WebOS updates in the future, but a great great product. That price, how can you say no? No wonder they're all sold out. But I think what what is this going to mean now for tablets like WebOS? I I quite liked as an interface. Uh, in fact, just going back to what happened with Google last week acquiring Motorola and Android, there was a lot of people speculating about what's going to happen with Android. Are they uh, is Google going to freeze out the other companies that are not Motorola now to, mm. with Android? And I honestly thought that maybe WebOS. In, in the event that they did, that these other companies like Samsung, HCC, and uh, LG, Sony Ericsson mm. were frozen out of Android updates, that WebOS could well have been a, a software that they could have adopted down the track, yeah. but that's obviously now not not going to be. Well, so well HP, uh, are saying, HP are saying that they're, 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 they will continue the development of WebOS and there'll be another future for it, but who would license it and why would you bother? But, he, well, he, but have a look. You know another effect though, Trevor? Who's going to develop for it now? Though? No, that's the thing. That it, it's, it's they've given it the death sentence. Everyone's going to. It was already doing it tough. You know, fifth fifth seed. Let's just say down mm. the track from iOS, BlackBerry, Android. Mm. Who's going to do it now? Nobody. So this is the thing though that I I'm interested in now. There are some cheap tablets out there. Don't get me wrong. You can buy a Kogan. You can buy a Hawaii and all these different tablets for you know one ninety nine or less. The Telstra T Touch, the Optus, whatever the heck it's called. There, there's yeah. tablets out there, but they're not very good. Okay, they're yeah. they're either not great screens or they're just underperforming. So. That's not a real indication of that low-end market. The great tablets, the Zoom, the, the Galaxy, the different tablets that are out there are four ninety nine plus, and yeah. And they're just they're, they're pricing themselves out. And we've said this time and time again. I wonder if the, the stampede that was shown towards a $99 discontinued device might indicate that, frankly, if you come into this market at $299 or thereabouts... You might get yourself a real hot seller, and I don't understand. Maybe it is impossible to make them for that price, but if that's the case, gee whiz, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, continuation th of the dominance of Apple. I think that uh, you make a good point. I think price price is obviously a huge consideration. One of the first things that customers consider features sometimes or often second thing mm. they consider. So I think you make a great point that if anyone does want to compete with the likes of Apple, Samsung, these bigger companies, I reckon even if like Sony, for example, have got their tablet coming out later this year, they, 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 everyone, we know they're playing for second behind Apple. All the Android ones are at the moment. Now, if, if Sony was smart, they'd come in at a really aggressive price point, mm. and hopefully that will then spin off to sort of, it'll create this afterglow for their brand. That's then, right. So that people think, well, okay, Sony, I've, I've adopted Sony products in the past. I'm going to buy their tablet. It's it's reasonably priced, and plus I love the brand. So it can't hurt. The last thing for me on the touchpad is that people question whether they were just geeks and things buying them, but no, I'm, I'm convinced there were there were average everyday people who just think, I want one of these tablet things because with the HP touchpad, even 
even in its, you know, discontinued form. You can connect to your Wi-Fi network home or anywhere else. You can Absolutely. check your email. You can be on Twitter. You can be on Facebook. You can surf the web in a great environment, sitting on the lounge or wherever you are. I just think that that proves what the what the core market for tablets is, and it'll be very interesting to see totally right. how and that... Yep how that pushes on over the next little bit. But the other, yeah. just quickly, while we, we should wrap up on HP, but this this potential spin-off of the computer division, I had a caller this week on Your Tech Life, you know, worried. She just bought a new HP. What does it mean? <laughs> it's, it's amazing how these sort of things worry people. And, mm. you know, I can't believe that having bought Compaq those years ago and built such a great brand, they're, con- they're considering selling it off because it doesn't make enough money for them. Well, the, oh. the question is, though, like, they're talking... Have we already started? Have we already entered the post PC era? Like, we, we, is it just going to be tablets? Although not a HP tablet, is it going to just be tablets, smartphones? Is it the post PC era? Is that what HP are thinking? I know they're thinking about cloud. The whole, the whole. There's going to be a battle in the cloud, literally, with all these new competitors. Apple, HP, want a piece of that. So, interesting times ahead. I think they're all handing share more and more market share to Apple. We'll have to see how it goes. You're listening to two blokes talking tech. Travel on. Now, we'd both agree, Trevor, that internet security is a, a very important thing that we everyone needs to consider. Can't talk enough about it, I reckon. Yeah, well, that's true. And not only is it important for our computers, but now our smartphones, we are, which we use as much uh, just like our computers, we're mm. now we're using them to access the internet, we're downloading apps, you know, we're making bank, our bank, doing our banking, a lot of our personal information and our data. So that sort of uh, really leads us to the point that will our smartphone needs security as well. And this week, Trend Micro introduced their new products, which will cover not only a PC, as they have been doing so well for so many years, but they've also introduced mobile security as well uh, for Android devices. Mm. Now, in the past week, we've seen releases by Norton, mm-hmm. who are offering a pretty sturdy free app that you can download. Yep. Trend Micro have also come to the party with mobile security. Now, there is a free version of the Trend Micro software. It just basically does some basic scans, mm-hmm. but the full price of the mobile security personal edition is $49.95. And it, it does so many, fe- it's got so many features that will protect you, like things like scanning apps. Uh, protecting your data. If you download an app, it'll it'll take a look at it, check the permissions that, that the app is, uh, is is offering. But also, most importantly too, a phone is very easy to lose. It can even also be stolen. So it's easy to secure the device, remotely wipe it if in the event, uh, un- the unfortunate event, if you lose it or it gets stolen. Oh, look, I've downloaded and installed on my Galaxy S2 the the Norton Utilities. There's there's actually three apps that I've got here. The Norton Connect, which allows you to sort of use your uh, Norton Online to log in to access files and things that you've got in the cloud. Norton Utilities, which I've got to say, just as a side, is actually very cool because it has a usage meter which you can set for your plan. So you can say, I have X number of minutes in my plan, I have X number of SMSs, and it actually keeps tracks and, and, and alerts you when you're, when you're reaching your limit. But the most important one that you're talking about is the Norton Security. Now, this is the free version, as you say, it has on it anti-malware, which is essentially the base level of what you need, which has an auto-scan. It's, it's scheduling a basic scan. It's got a weekly check or whatever you choose. It'll scan your SD card if you like. And, and essentially what it's doing is saying, is that app that you downloaded from the open and, and beautiful marketplace, which, which uh, <laughs> Android and Google love, but because it's open and beautiful, there are some freaks out there and, and criminals who want to put absolute junk on there. So this app... And, and who reads those things that says no. that your app needs permission to do X, Y, Z? No one. 
we want to be able to access all your personal data and all your contacts. No one reads it. They just want the app. Yes, 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 and they don't read so it. So I encourage everyone to get one of these style security apps for their, for their Android phone, not because it's a desperate threat today, but because it's available and you should have it. It's it's just like I haven't had a virus threat in a long time on my computer, yeah. but I don't know whether that's because my computer's been great protecting or whether it's just been a good time. Oh. Fact is, you don't let your guard down. You don't drive around without car insurance, and why would you drive? Why would you walk around without mobile protection, which is you know going to protect your device? And also, these anti-theft features are fantastic. On on the Norton one, I had to set it up, and I haven't tested it, but I've set it up so that my wife and one of my best mates. If, if they send a text message or I use their phone and send a text message to my phone with a certain code word and my password, it will lock the phone. It will render it useless. Yeah. Simple things like that are, are just trend, fantastic. The Trend Micro one's got pretty good security like that. If it does fall into the wrong hands or you lose it, you can actually do a remote wipe. Yeah. You, if they take the SIM card out, you can set it so that it SIM locks the phone so it won't work with any other SIM. Fantastic. Uh, and it also sound an alarm even. If, so forget the fact that you, if it's lost, but imagine how many times have you misplaced your mobile yeah this can even if the phone's on silent this can send through a piercingly loud alarm Mm. so that you can locate the phone whether it's in your house or wherever so uh it's all it's all great stuff and and a recommendation from both the blokes talking tech that you get uh antivirus slash security protection for your for your android device because it's available and you should Well, we should mention that uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by the good folks at Netgear and also by Samsung. Now, with Samsung, the smart TV brings you closer to the future of TV. The future is now. The future is today. The future is here. Now, we've been talking about smartphones and everything like that, but this the smart TVs are all the rage. Mm. Smart TV from Samsung provides you with an access to a huge selection of apps too. We often talk about, it's often two blokes talking apps, our podcast here. So you can actually access the apps on your Samsung Smart TV. And there's a huge selection of categories to choose from on your TV, from videos, games, sport, information and lifestyle. And as the number of apps continue to grow, the TV viewing experience will continue to be richer and more fulfilling. You can surf the web you can also engage in all your social networking on, while watching your TV. So share your viewing experiences with your friends and your family through blogging and chatting services. And you can even jump on Skype and make your Skype calls uh, and even use Google Talk all while you're watching live TV. The Skype stuff is totally the future in the lounge room. That is going to take Skype to a new level. Yeah. But also, you know what? The, the, the TV, the Samsung Smart TV is also a connected device. Don't forget, you can surf the web. Uh, you can share all of this stuff. Mm. It's, it's a great experience, a great browsing experience on such a large screen. But also, it's a 3D TV. So if you want to experience great 3D, Blu-ray 3D, you've got some Foxtel channels that broadcast in 3D, some great sport coming our way. They've announced the US Open is going to be broadcast uh, in, in 3D, 3D on Foxtel. So that yep. should be interesting. You'll be able to enjoy that on your Samsung 3D smart TV. But also, if you want to even convert your 2D to 3D, you can. So even your, your favorite 2D channels, your favorite programs, DVDs, you can uh, ch- convert them on the fly to 3D. So there's the new Samsung Smart TV range available now, all kinds of formats, LED, LCD, and plasma. Uh, and for more details, you can visit samsung.com.au slash TV.
And if you want to get in touch with the two blokes, just go to twoblokestalkingtech.com. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Now, mate, this, uh, you know, Facebook are under a lot of pressure all the time about privacy, and they, they've announced some changes um, just this week. Um, that, that basic, it's very interesting because when I first heard the changes, and I was on a conference call to Facebook in the States about it, it was, I just, all I could think was Google Circles, Google Plus Circles. They were trying to push the fact that you could, you know, you could choose who gets your updates. So instead of having that little lock button next to your updates, which by the way, it's still I've still got. So the rollout is taking forever, as always with everything Facebook. <laughs> you'll be able to choose is the update public. So they're changing everyone to public to make that very clear that yeah. when you choose everyone, it's public. And then you know, friends, friends of friends, and customize. It's it's. It's, it's, that's a very simple thing in itself, and I'll talk about my thoughts on that in a minute. But the other crucial thing that I really, really like is they're putting an extra step into the tagging process. So if Stephen Fennick, who's not a friend of mine on Facebook, puts a photo of me up and tags me in it, or even if you are a friend of mine, it, it can send me an alert to say, you've been tagged, do you want this tag? As opposed to sending you an alert saying you've been tagged, and then you're going to go to the trouble of removing it. So Great it's kind of more like an opt-in solution than an opt-out, which is very important because the, no. the, the photo tagging thing is just a nightmare when you don't want to be tagged. Absolutely, but we share so much information on Facebook. It's our status, posts, you know, the, the tags, as you mentioned, and, and all this all this content. Mm. And it was really confusing for a lot of users to uh, exactly who is seeing this content. Now, in their settings, there were ways you can check, set to who sees your status, who sees your photos, who sees various things. So it was really user feedback that Facebook uh, mm. made these changes. They, they wanted the, the general consensus among the, the Facebook uh, members was that this needed to be a lot more simple. Uh, settings needed to be easily accessible. So now you're going to see uh, profile controls right beside the content you're about to share, drop-down menu. So it's going to be a lot more visible uh, to control exactly who sees what you're putting up on Facebook, which I think a move in the right direction, especially if you've got, you know, there's younger users here, and, and you know, I've got I've got kids that are that are on Facebook as well, and, mm. and I, I like to see what they're up to, and it, it allows them to control exactly who's seeing what they're doing. And they've tried to put all the privacy stuff within a click or two as well, which is great. But just on the on the Google Plus analogy, it is a good analogy because I think Google Plus have jumped ahead of them in in the sense of how to share to groups. But the problem is Google Plus is basically like a wasteland at the moment. It's like tum- tumbleweed spreading through the joint. It, it, it's <laughs> No, it's just not catching on in my book. I know it's got a lot of members, but it's a it's a very close knit group of people. It's not mums, dads, and grandparents in my book. But the thing is, I've got Facebook set up as they intended it with lists. So I've got lists of of all my friends categorized by you know family, school, work, technology. But how many people listeners. have done that, Trevor? Well, how but, many but, have done it? And you know why they haven't? Because it's bloody hard to do. You've got to go into your friends list in full. You've got to then got to tag. It's just you need to do it from the get go, don't you? You can't. You can't. If you've got five hundred friends, it's very hard to do, isn't and, it? And even if even if you could do it afterwards in a much easier way, it needs to be very drag and drop. And that's what Google have done with Google Plus. And and even when you are using lists. If I want to send an update just to a particular list, I've got to go the the little drop down. I've got to go customize. I've got to choose to exclude all my lists in, in, that aren't that list. You know what I mean? You can't actually just say I want to send this to just my school friends. So Mr. They, Zuckerberg, I hope you're listening. They've got to fix that that side of things in my book. That's what's going to get them over the line in terms of making sure that they do continue to compete uh, with Google Plus. But good updates in terms of privacy. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long. 
Now, printers have come a long way in a short space of time. Uh, Canon have been the leaders in their printer range with their Pixma printers. Now, Wi-Fi printing has been uh, very popular. It's very popular in my household. I've got three kids that go to school and mm. rather than buying them their own printers to attach to their computers we've got one canon printer on our network uh, and the, everything when, when i hear the printer zooming into zipping into life in my office i know that one of my kids is printing out an assignment so it makes it easier share having your printer on the network but this week pixma canon announced a new range of pixma devices with what they call the cloud link so what this basically means is that you can send documents and even photos to be printed on a particular Canon printer anywhere in the world. So say, for example, I'm at work and there's a particular document that I need printed out uh, at home. Rather than have to print it out at work and take it home, I can actually send it to the home printer yeah. via the internet. Or another great use of this technology too would be, say, for example, I want to send my parents the latest photos from my holiday. I can send it to their printer. They'll see these photos in the, in their output tray that have been printed yeah. after I've sent them over the internet. Now, HP have been doing this in, in a few of their ranges for a little while now, and it is quite easy to set up, and I assume the Canon one is going to be just as simple. And, and you don't think that you're going to need it, but to be able to say to someone, if you're at work, say, I'm just going to, look, I'll tell you what, I'll just send it to the printer, just run around and get it, things like that. And also, just to be able to, just in, within your own network, it's very, it's very exciting to see this very simple evolution in printing yeah. and you know it's important that Canon are up there with the rest and uh, and, and I look forward to seeing them around what's, the, what's the timing are they available now well, they're available now. Yes, they are. Uh, but, but another thing that the cloud print also helps is it. Uh, people often collaborate. They're, they're working from mm. different parts of the world, different parts of the country, and, and they can print documents online. So print the, the documents from the cloud. So say you've got Google Docs happening mm-hmm. and you want to, rather than having to go to a computer to find that particular file, if you've got a Google Docs account, you can print straight from the Google Docs account from any pr- any computer and send it to your nominated printer. So that's, uh, that's uh, another great feature too. And they start from, there's there's several models that have the cloud link. They start at $199 for the MG5350 and all the way up to $399 for the MG8250, the Pixma MG8250. So uh, available now. Good prices, good quality, and uh, that's what we expect from Canon. And uh, more info on that, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Everyone knows I love my BlackBerry, and I've been missing the oh, BlackBerry. Oh, gee, do you? Yeah. BlackBerry, come on. <laughs> just just a bit. Um, I have enjoyed immensely using the Samsung Galaxy S2 because it's a slick, light, and, and very nice performing so Android you phone. for the BlackBerry. Is that what you're mate, saying now, mate? Next week, uh, September 1, <laughs> Optus uh, have the BlackBerry uh, Torch uh, 9860 and the BlackBerry Bold 9900 exclusively at launch. And uh, I think we can kind of reveal that it's probably going to be for about a month and a half. That exclusivity. That. Around 45 days, a uh, insider at Optus told us just this evening. Is I know, that right, yes, exactly. I know for a fact that Vodafone will have it after that. Um, I haven't confirmed whether they'll get it straight after that, but I think you'll find that Vodafone will have it in um, in, in mid October. But Optus have today announced their pricing, and look, you can basically get the um, the Torch 9860. Now they they call that the hotly anticipated. I would suggest that it's just another torch because it's it's they're they're calling it the Torch 9860 because they don't want to use the word storm anymore. That's uh, kind of a storm's a, a dirty word. A, a dirty word, Blackberry. Yes, but um, you'll be able to get the 9860, which is a full touchscreen torch on a on a forty nine dollar plan over twenty six months, up zero dollars up front, which is pretty good. That's pretty reasonable. I think we'll, we we need to explain that the torch, which is a product that this is an, an update to the product 
like that's already out. Mm. Now, the Torch has not only got the touchscreen, but you slide up that touchscreen and you've got the trusty, QWERTY keyboard as well. So I'm assuming the new model has the same setup. This is the thing. No, this Torch... That's what. That's why this is weird. The 9860 is just touch screen, so they're using oh, so there's, the torch. There's no touch. There's no keypad. This is crazy. They're, they're using the torch name to kind of completely ruin the concept of the torch itself. So it, it's very confusing for people. And frankly, I've I got to be honest. I, I like the torch. It was nice, but I think people need to look at the big baby, which is the 9900 bold. Now, the bold was a really nice device when it came out, and the and the, the bold update since is a bit smaller and a bit sleeker and a bit faster. This goes back in size. I've held it. It's it's a little bit bigger than the than the current bold. It goes back to the original bold size. Oh, really? So I thought it's thinner than new 9900. Isn't bigger, it thinner? Bigger like, it's in only terms got 10. of 10.5 mil. Bigger in terms of the way you look at the front of it. Okay. Uh-huh. So when you look so down wider. at it, but it certainly is thinner, and it's got it doesn't look cheap anymore. So you know when BlackBerry sometimes put a, a sort of a chrome look around it, it looks yeah. cheap and plasticky. This looks like it's a chrome plate, like on an iPhone. They, they've put a lot of time and effort into the quality of this thing, and it's the one that's got the touchscreen and keyboard with no and how sliding. How much is the ninety nine hundred? The ninety nine hundred is going to be zero dollars on a seventy nine dollar cap, which is pretty much on par with where that's the bulbs normally are. So look, yeah. available exclusively from Optus on September one. If you're off contract or you're looking around, check it out at optus.com.au forward slash BlackBerry. Um, I'll uh, we'll probably both have them within a week we'll or have so. Them and, hopefully, uh, uh, I think I've already got mine, Trevor. I just don't want to. I didn't want to break the news to you. No, I'm just joking, <laughs> mate. I haven't got it if, yet. I don't want to upset you. Let me okay? be very clear. If you had one right now, I would cease <laughs> recording immediately. And people, you need to understand there is a war between Fennec and I about who gets what. But that's okay. No, the BlackBerry uh, available next week from Optus. And thank you again to the people at Samsung Smart TV for all their support of the, of the of the podcast and also to Netgear. Now, Netgear are the people you go to when you've got any connectivity issues or, or upgrades you want to do in your home or office. And uh, we're talking about anything from a router to connect to the internet, a, a, a modem router to connect to the internet, uh, wireless solutions within your home. So if you've got a TV like a beautiful Samsung smart TV that only has Ethernet in it, perhaps, and you want to have a Wi-Fi connection, you can buy a Netgear Universal Wi-Fi adapter, or you could buy a Netgear Powerline solution. So there's so many ways to get the internet around your home now that you shouldn't consider that anything is out of reach or any part of your part of your home is out of reach. It's much easier to run the internet to another side of the house than it is to actually run power or light to another side of the house. That's an important thing to know. But Netgear have all the solutions for you. Netgear.com.au, whether it's a, a networking solution like a, a wireless solution or a, or a power line solution or a modem router solution, or whether it's storage, uh, net, network attached storage, or even some of their great dual band routers and, and things that have USB-based storage on them that you can share across your network. If it's about networking, Netgear have got you covered. Netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. One word, Trevor, storage. Storage is something we need. I think storage, to me, is like money. You more, can never more have now too than much ever. of it. it. It really you is can, like you that. You can never have too much. Now, our storage, we can find storage on our smartphones, on our tablets, on our computers, and like I said, there's never enough. We, no. we, we agonize over which iPad to buy. Do we get the 32 gig? Do we get the 64, the 16? Now, a couple of products have been released just in, within a week of each other that can help with our storage needs. Now, the first is from Kingston. The, they're, uh, they they specialise in making 
flash memory, uh, RAM, all those kinds of things. They've released the Y drive, which is a very small drive, smaller than an iPhone. It's right. available in 16... W-I-Y. That's right, Y drive. So it's uh, 16 gig, 32 gig capacities. And what it does, the Y is short for wireless. And what it does, it can connect to your iPad or your iPhone or iPod Touch wirelessly. So if you can't fit all that content on your device, hmm. you can actually put it on the Y drive and up to three people can access it. Right. Now, just yesterday... Seagate also, and they're they're one of the leaders in, in storage. They they uh, they they gave a great little presentation and event yesterday to show us their new product called the GoFlex Satellite. Now, it's slightly bigger than the Kingston Y Drive. It's actually got a lot more capacity. It's five hundred gigabytes. They're both battery operated. They the Kingston Y Drive lasts about four hours. The Seagate on a full charge. The satellite lasts about five hours. Now. Mm-hmm. The, in terms of the usefulness of these products, you can not only expand the capacity of our devices, like I said, but how many times have you had to decide, okay, what am I, I'm going on a plane trip, I'm going on a long drive or whatever, I need to take my a movie with me, yep. you need to decide what you're going to fit on your device. Well, now with these devices, you can take everything. You can not have to make the decision at home. You can take it all with you, take it in, the, in your car. For example, oh, you've got your three kids in the back of the car, They've all got their own devices. They can access uh, the, the, all the either of the drives at once. Three, Very and simple. they can even view the same file uh, three people at a time. That's unbelievable, and it's it's kind of as you say, it's what we need now. It's it's storage. It's it's portable. It's the way everything's going because we are just so addicted to having everything with us at all times. So check them out. You got full reviews of, of both those devices available. Very soon, the the Y drives there now. The Seagate very soon at techguide.com.au. Now, no doubt, doubting, mate, that you're the gamer between us. Uh, I, I don't mind playing the odd game. I'm, I'll just tell you quickly. Addicted to Fruit Ninja on the Xbox Connect right now. Addicted. Have you got it? <laughs> I haven't yet, no. Mate, on the I, Xbox. On the Xbox Connect. Connect. So okay. you're using your hands. Instead of the on the iPhone, we use your finger. Oh, yeah, My yeah, four-year-old right. okay. yeah, absolutely bloody loves this thing. The, just go and download it. It's on the you know the download thing. Xbox Connect, the, the Fruit Ninja is just brilliant. I play the Xbox Connect, I play the bowling and that sort of stuff, and I play my Formula One and my Gran Turismo on the PlayStation with the steering wheel. But you're a man who loves his, you know, holding the holding the the original controller and mucking around. What? Tell me about this product that makes gaming a little bit more comfortable. Absolutely, yeah. Well, uh, Blue Mouth Interactive have come up with these new controllers called Airflow. Now, as the name suggests, they've got they've actually got fans built into the handles that circulate up to 3.4 cubic feet of air. So, mate, I'm often in the th- in the throes of battle playing Call of so Duty So no more sweaty palms. You, you get the, the sweaty palms and you need every you, you need to have the edge over your opponents. And if you've got a sweaty controller, that could mean the difference between a loss and a victory. Now, these airflow controllers, there is a version for the PS3 and also a version for the Xbox 360. They've got really cool colours. The, the PS3 controller's got blue grills and everything. The Xbox is green. Uh, and they're there because because they need to power a fan, they're not unfortunately they're not wireless controllers. No. So there's a cord that connects to the USB uh ports on the Xbox and the PS3 respectively. So to power these little cool little products, literally 
cool little products. <laughs> uh, you need they need the connection. So the uh, PS3 Airflow controller is priced at thirty nine ninety five. The Xbox version is forty nine ninety five and available in the coming weeks. I think early September at EB Games, Big W, and JB Hi-Fi. So if you want to keep your cool while you're playing your games, Airflow controllers from Blue Mouth Interactive is the way to go. Photos and full info at techguide.com.au. And that wraps up another episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech. And, Steve, we should mention that in the coming weeks, we might even throw in a giveaway uh, to celebrate our quarter century. Uh, we might give away an Amazon Kindle. Uh, yes. Available uh, soon in retail stores. So let's get get one of those available for our listeners. And um, we'll make a very easy mechanism so everyone listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech can have a chance to uh, to win an Amazon Kindle. Absolutely, yeah. Well, they are coming in stores, so uh, everyone will be eager to get their hands on it and a lucky two blokes talking tech listener may just be that person all right you can uh, follow Stephen on twitter at Stephen fennick and uh, techguide.com.au all my garbage and uh, gibbering <laughs> is at yourtechlife.com uh, thanks for listening thanks for downloading and we'll talk to you all next week no worries two blokes talking tech. you're listening to two blokes talking tech with trevor long and Stephen fennick <laughs>